Hey, 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 welcome back to Women's Healthy Living Club, also known as the WHLC podcast. I'm your host, Darian, and I hope you're having a seriously wonderful day. And if you're not having a wonderful day, I want you to stop whatever you're doing right now. Just stop it. Except if you're driving, like pull over and don't get in a wreck. That'd be cool. Stop what you're doing. Put your left hand on your stomach. And take three long breaths, trying to be as soft and relaxed as possible. Let the exhales be super long. Okay, let's get into this. I hope that you're feeling a much deeper sense of calm right now after three good long breaths. You can pull back onto the road and start driving now again if you want. (laughs) Anyway, today's podcast is about the three roots of health. So I'm a very visual person and I really have a deep love and respect for nature. And Nature is all around us all the time. It's our environment and we cannot escape it. And it's trying to teach us all the time. And so my whole system of healthy lifestyle is centered around nature. It's centered around the things I've observed in nature, nature's different cycles and seasons, um, different life cycles of different plants. It's, It's very heavy on nature. So that's why I call these the three roots. Because these three things that we're going to discuss are so vital when it comes to staying on the path. Many people can jump on the path. It's really not hard. We all know what to do. We all know we should eat our vegetables, drink water, and exercise. Like, we know that we should be doing that. But we're not. Why not? You know? What is it that's stopping us? If it's that simple, why is it so hard? (laughs) And I ask myself that all the time. Seriously. And... I have asked and continue to ask, and ever since doing my holistic lifestyle course with Paul Check, he like totally just tipped my perspective on its butt and redefined what it looks like. And man, it has helped so much when it comes to staying on the track. And when I say staying on the track, I just mean not losing sight, because sometimes I'll have a podcast about this later, but we can fall into what I call the guilt cycle. And just by saying that, you'll probably know what I mean. I'll go into it in another podcast, but that cycle is just, it doesn't work. It, it keeps you on this yo-yo type of experience when it comes to your nutrition and lifestyle. And it's draining because one, you're frustrated almost all the time because you're failing and then, you know, spiraling deeper into failure and then saying you're going to restart and you're good for a day and then you fail and then you spiral and you just go through this crazy cycle and it's not fun and it's not worth it. It's really not. So um, he terms these things, it's part of his one, two, three, four approach. But I decided to color these things with my own perspective and my own, you know, creativity and love for nature. So I've decided to name the first three parts of his approach as 
the three roots of health. So what is the first root? The first root is your one passion. Your one, the one thing that you would do anything for because you love it so freaking much. Like you love it so much, you're willing to sacrifice. You're willing to offer sacrifice to be able to do that thing or to be able to, you know, whatever that thing is, to be able to engage with it. You love it so much that you're willing to sacrifice all of your shitty habits, any of your excuses. You're willing to just stare them right down and cut right through them and get to that passion. So in another sense, this is your why. Why are you getting healthy? Why do you want to adopt a healthy lifestyle? Why are you putting in that work? And what is it worth to you? Really, think about it. I want you to think about those questions because I spend a lot of time thinking about them as, as often as I can remember because I forget to think about it and I make poor choices when I forget. So why? Because you know what? It's really, honestly, it's much easier to just spend all your money on a poop ton of sugar all the time and just eat freaking Ben and Jerry's every meal because it tastes delicious. It hurts. It definitely will hurt a little bit. I don't know if it hurts you guys, but it hurts me when I have too much ice cream. <laughs> hurts me a lot. <laughs> I have bad stomach ache and not so happy poops. So why? What's the point? What's the point for you? I can't decide that for you. I can't tell you the answer to that question. That's something you really got to wrestle with and think about over the course of a lifetime. And I think it changes, honestly. I'm too young to really know, like to really know through experience. But I think your why changes. And it, you know what? I'm not that young because it's changed for me. I've always been interested in healthy living and healthy lifestyle, although I grew up with some pretty disordered eating habits. And, you know, I wasn't very extreme in them, but we'll get into that later. Another podcast coming about my relationship and in general, relationship to food. But back then, my why, I wanted to be healthy because I wanted to look good. Like, that's a super juvenile and adolescent reason to want to take care of yourself. But it's a reality of that time of your life. I wanted to look good. I wanted to be attractive. And so that was my why then. But my why now is totally different. And I'll share with you a little bit about that. My why, I want to be healthy for a lot of reasons. The first reason being... When I'm healthy, when I'm eating clean, when I'm exercising, taking care of my body, my body is satiated on every level. I can be much more available, present, and playful with my partner, with my kitty, with my patients at work, with my coworkers, with all the people in my life. And it makes my life more joyful. When I can be playful with others and connect with them and make them laugh, and have great experiences while we're here, it's one of the best things ever. And it's, it's what I live for. I live to connect with people on a positive level. So that's my why. When I forget, when I want to eat the Ben and Jerry's, when I want to eat the box of Oreos, that's kind of my why. And I think about that. I think about, you know, how's this going to affect how I feel about work tomorrow? How's this going to affect how I engage with my partner in the morning and in the, in the evening. How's this going to affect my energy level when I want to go to do my next workout or, you know, whatever's going to happen next? Something to think about. I also do it because as I grow older, I'm going to be having kids any freaking year now. Not really. Probably a couple, 
few years from now, but <clears throat> I want to be able to keep up with them. <laughs> I want to be able to wear those suckers out and show them the joy that comes when you can play and be physically present in your body, especially as an adult. I want them to see adults playing because you don't see that anymore. You don't see adults dancing in public and moving their bodies the way children do. And I want to show my kid that you can continue to do it. You don't have to grow up and become hardened and calloused in more ways than one. So that's a huge motivation. And I also, every day, I'm looking at patients who have decided to make, oftentimes, chronic poor choices. They've overeaten sugar on a chronic level for almost 50 years of their life. They've smoked for all of their lives, and now they have COPD and they're dependent on oxygen. Things like that I'm witnessing and being a part of on the daily, and it is so stressful, and I can't imagine it making life easier to enjoy at that time in my life. So I'm motivated by my patients to take a preventative approach, preventative approach towards myself and others. So that's my why. That's the first root of health. Why? Why do you want to be healthy? What is it going to do for you? Who is it going to make you be for what? And why do you need to be that way? Think about it. It's good stuff. Good brain food. Let's get on to the second root of health, and that is the two dynamic forces of life. So these forces are interplaying with each other all the time in a variety of ways and variations and combinations. And the two forces are yin and yang, also pronounced yang. Personally, don't like yang. I'm going to say yang. If you don't like it, sorry. But it's yin and yang, feminine, masculine, wet, dry. We'll go over later all of the correlations between feminine and masculine, and we'll get pretty deep into the dynamic forces of life because it really matters when it comes to managing your stress levels. So there'll be a podcast about managing and recognizing stress, and we'll talk about it during that podcast. Today, we're just going to get into the parts of the two dynamic forces that really influence your health level and your feelings of health. So sometimes what happens is that a person, I'm one of those people, I'll just start with my personal experiences, I'm one of those people and a woman to boot that has very masculine energy. I've literally been nonstop since I can remember, rushing around all the time, like always in a hurry, full of energy, constantly playing outside, rough and toughing with everybody I could, my brothers, other people's brothers, um, you know, just lots of outward yang energy. And I've been that way since I can remember. One, that's one reason I really love jujitsu because it is a seriously wonderful outlet for someone who has a lot of yang energy. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. So more on that later in another podcast. Sometimes when you're too yang and you're a female, you can try to out-yang your nature, okay? So I spent a lot of my life, and I'll get deeper into this later too, a lot of my life, my menstruating life, being so frustrated with myself because I had a period, because I had to slow down, because I wasn't as efficient in doing X, Y, or Z. I would be so upset, and then I would be upset that I was crying. So I'd be upset that I was upset 
that's some crazy deep upsetness. Okay, <laughs> nobody should be able should be having to deal with that. It's really not fun. And so, over the years, I've learned that a lot of that came from me trying to repress my feminine. And our society encourages that. Our society encourages constant productivity, constant movement, on the clock, on the clock, making all the money, out there, out there, go, go, go. You got to do this, you got to do that. And it will burn you out. You'll either get really sick so that your body is forced to shut down and to slow down. You'll inquire an injury. You, you, it will be a bad time and you will burn out, Okay. And it's happened to me multiple times, even when I thought I knew I didn't practice and I didn't really know through experience and through practice. And so it's up to you, the listener, to observe and to become aware, self-aware, to know where are you operating from? Are you heavy in the yang and have you been yanging all freaking week with no time for a yin moment? Or are you the opposite? Are you yinning all week and you're just chilling and it's starting to turn sour into laziness? It's starting to decay. There is a time for yin, but it can't be that long. So are you one of those yin folks who just is really slow and can't really like, doesn't have a lot of like reactive power in them or can't really get going or isn't a slow, maybe you are an endurance person. Maybe you're a fast endurance person, but maybe you're slow. Maybe you, maybe just going to yoga is like a workout for you. It could benefit you to pour a little bit more yang into your cup. So too much yin and too much yang, they both have their downsides when they're overdone. And they both have their great sides when they're balanced well. So. That's the second route, understanding the two dynamic forces, understanding how they operate, how they manifest in the real world and in your world, and then understanding how you can balance those two forces so that one doesn't outdo the other and then eventually you biff it and trip over yourself. And I only say that because I've done it a billion times. (laughs) And I'm sure I'll continue to do it on this journey, but every time I biff it, I get a little bit better at staying balanced, so it's worth it. The third and final root of health involves our daily decisions. So every day we probably make like a trillion decisions, seriously. How are we gonna lock the door? How are we gonna grab our bag? How are we gonna close the door? How are we gonna step down this thing? Are we gonna drive down this road or this road? Are we gonna What are we gonna have for lunch tomorrow? Like seriously, you can, so many decisions all the time. It's crazy, seriously crazy. And it can seem like you have a lot of options when you go to decide something, especially when it comes to food. Where you're like, well, we, you you listen to people, I live in a vacation town, okay? I have a lot of people coming through tourists, as tourists, coming through as tourists. And you know, it's a heavy family vacay vibe around here. So I'll be, you know, walking down the street and I hear families talking and they're like, well, should we get Mexican? No, I don't, I don't want Mexican. Well, maybe we can try like Mediterranean. No, I don't know. I just can't decide. Oh my gosh. Let's go get sandwiches. No, I want pizza. And I feel like chips and salsa. Well, seriously, go on and on forever and ever. Nobody can make a decision ever. And (laughs) 
that it's in that moment it seems like you have too many choices and it's overwhelming right but in reality we only have three we only have three options anytime you make a decision you have three options the first option is the ideal option it's the option that's going to get you closer to living your passion closer to living and being the person who is to live your passion it's the high road it's the positive choice also known as the life affirmative choice it's going to make you healthier happier and stronger the second choice is kind of a middle ground you're at kind of that T in the road and you just kind of stop at the sign you don't do anything you just stand there and you're like hmm. and for a minute on the middle ground you turn off your decision-making brain you just shut it down and you pretend you have nothing to decide and you just make some space between you and whatever the next decision is and you will it you make that space you're like nope I'm not making decisions right now I've decided not to decide right now that's the do-nothing option the middle ground and then the third option is the low road the less ideal choice usually the self sabotage choice it's the choice that you know isn't getting you closer to your passion but you may be doing out of habit or you may be doing out of emotional coping or you may you may just do, be doing it out of impulse maybe you don't even realize that's the low road choice now there are benefits to each spot on the road really there are this obviously the ideal choice is getting you closer to your passion and to being able to live and become the person who is to fulfill that that <laughs> that passion papaya and passion fruit I don't know I just mix those in my brain but yeah being the person to fulfill that passion so the ideal choice is obviously the best choice if you can discipline yourself to make it every day regularly the middle ground is great too because sometimes you may not have enough information to make a decision you may not um, maybe you're realizing you have an impulse and you just need a minute to stop thinking about the choice so you don't make the impulsive low road choice sometimes it's just that little bit amount of space between pulling the trigger on a decision can determine whether you're going to take the high road or the low road it's incredible sometimes that little bit amount of space is enough to to trigger you into the high road and start changing your habits and the low road choice has benefit too because when you make a low road choice if you're paying attention and you're developing self-awareness you'll see its effects you will feel it for example I mentioned the Ben and Jerry's thing in my stomach I get a stomach ache after I have too much ice cream and I get bloated and I like have to go to sleep right away because I just probably spike in my blood sugar and getting into some kind of insulin coma or something but I just whoa I got like oh god I gotta lay down it's too much ice cream oh my god and so right away I have a negative response from taking a low road choice from dumping a bunch of dairy and sugar processed dairy and sugar into my system and if I'm wise I'll learn from that I'll look at that and be like oh yeah that made me feel really bad and then I had a hard time waking up the next day and then I was late for work and then it's choices like that can actually cascade into throughout your life so if I can look at that and change it and realize oh yeah the last time I made that low road choice 
it was a bad time. I had a bad experience and it, it was life negative. It was not serving me towards my passion. If you can use those low road choices and look at them that way and then have that push you into making a high road choice later, that's the value of the low road choice. So there you have it. There it is, the three roots of health. Thank you so much for listening. I hope for listening, listening. That sounded weird when it came out. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I've given you enough food for thought to start moving and inching towards a healthier, happier lifestyle. Until the next time we talk, take very good care of yourself and this podcast is over. I say good day.